Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Burrow podcast. Uh, so, um, my name is Jared, and I'm going to be kind of, you know, just leading you along here today. Uh, it's just me in, and I know that we said we kind of revamped the podcast, and then, um, you know, we had some changes to make behind the scenes. Main point is how this podcast is going to work in the future. What I would like to do is bring on guests every so often. You'll have the majority of the episodes feature probably just me, but moving forward, I kind of want to have a free-flowing podcast. If that if that's going to work, that's how I want it to be, so um, that's how I'm going to make it be for now, and so we're just going to kind of shoot the shit, talk about, you know, whatever I kind of want to talk about on any given day. And obviously, there's a lot to get to. I haven't, you know, covered anything uh, for a very, very long time. Riley's not here with me. Um, Moving forward, I kind of want to address that. So uh, Riley will no longer be doing anything with the podcast, with the channel. Um, However, uh, with that being said, all of the videos are still going to be there. All of the podcasts that have come before are still going to be there. So uh, I know it's going to be hard for those of us who are going to miss her on these podcasts and miss her perspective on things because truly she did have a unique perspective on everything. Um, but, you know, sometimes life just gets in the way of things that we want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, she had to prioritize some things. I had to prioritize some things. And so moving forward, it's going to be just me. Don't panic. Linda's still on the channel. Linda's still going to be doing horror reviews with me. Um, She actually may be even writing some horror reviews uh, once she gets a moment and once her life settles down a little bit. Um, But she just celebrated her birthday uh, not too long ago in the past few days here. So there's a lot to look forward to in 2020. And I know that the content has been scarce. Uh, It's been few and far between. I did just put out like a quick reaction to The Invisible Man. Um, So you have that there. I also did some stuff for our patrons. Uh, I went ahead and did a blooper reel. I just threw one together real quick. Um, So you can go check that on our Patreon account. And I just want to plug that real quick. So Patreon's really, really beneficial to us. It's the way that you can basically directly support the channel and all that we do here. And so we appreciate everything um, that, that you've done for us up to this point. Um, but I just want to kind of take a moment um, and go through some of the like actual like um, information, provide you with some information. That way uh, you can um, indeed support us directly through our Patreon. So on our Patreon account, and our Patreon account is simply just uh, patreon.com um, slash the borough reviews. So you can go there and what you're going to find uh, if you go specifically to like um, our, you know, our little account and you want to kind of check out what tiers we have for memberships, right? Um, so we have a couple of different tiers and I just want to kind of briefly take a moment to go through some of these. So uh, that way you feel um, like, you know, you kind of know what you would be looking at getting yourself into. Um, so we want to do a live stream and we want to make that happen. We want to actually, you know, do something for you live 
so I can answer any questions, everything like that. And one of the ways that we're going to be able to do that, um, and we are 22%, I believe, towards our goal of hitting that. Um, and it's a, I'll just let you know, uh, it is a monetary goal. So once we hit enough in terms of of support um, through just by means of you know signing up for a few of our tiers uh, you know you don't have to sign up for them all or anything like that um, but once we get you know some of those um, tiers supported what we can do is we can actually do a live stream and then our next goal after that which we're seven percent uh, towards is um, you know getting close to making this more sustainable for us to keep doing it on a regular day basis so um, you know we would definitely be looking at more consistent live streams um, things like that uh, hire you know actual writing staff um, and you know on another level on another goal that we have and you can look at all of these goals right on our main page um, you know we would love some help like creating videos this would give us the opportunity to hire production staff um, you know and each time that we hit these we're gonna do more and more live streams and hopefully they get longer uh, and you know I, this is never something that I thought I was going to be able to make a full-time job out of um, it just simply wasn't viable but you know what? We can get there, and we can do it, um, and it basically comes down to your support. Um, so if you like the content, please go over there. We have tiers, and I'll just briefly run through those real quick. So we have our Candyman tier. Um, we're basically a horror podcast, a horror channel at this point, whatever you want to call it. Our main focus is going to be shifting more towards horror-centric content. Um, we're still going to keep up with doing like local reviews, indie reviews, things like that, um, just because we do get a lot of submissions in still, and I haven't quite covered all of the submissions that I want to get to. Um, but I'll give you um, a reason why that might be changing here soon later in the podcast. So um, to start with our Patreon tiers here, we have Candyman, $1 per month. Um, basically, this is just our you know main support tier. If you donate $1, we'll give you a shout out on Twitter and Facebook. Um, this is also how you can submit questions if you want to see us do like a QA. and um, I did, I think, three or four of those when we first started the Borough Reviews. And I had a lot of fun answering those questions, and a lot of them came from family, friends, things like that. But I want to hear, I want to hear from you. I want to hear directly from you, and I want to know what you're thinking about, uh, what you want answered, what you want my perspective on. So uh, please consider giving us one dollars that way. Um, you know, one dollar that way, and it will really help just make us more sustainable. Uh, any little bit does help. We also have it follows, which is our second tier, at two dollars per month. Um, and with that, we are going to be doing a few things. So a um, uh, couple of things with that, like I said, you'll have early access to our videos. So basically how we do that is we just have, um, you know, basically we embed the videos in YouTube and then we put them on our Patreon account. And uh, usually we try and give at least two days for early access videos if we can. Um, maybe it's just a day in advance, but nonetheless, you'll get early access videos this way. And you can also still send in Q&A questions. Um, and, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'll take however many questions you have, I'll answer them. So feel free to send in as many as you would like with just one, um, you know, one month of supporting one of those tiers. We also have Hereditary, which is our last tier. Um, and we've restructured the tiers throughout the years as well. Uh, you know, we had a $10 tier at first. Um, we kind of removed that, made it more efficient this way. But with Hereditary, I mean, you're basically our family. So choose what we review by poll at least once a month, and I will try and get better about doing this.
This will help us better understand what will appeal to our viewers so we can curate content based on what you like. Um, and also, how about exclusive videos and podcast discussions on top of that? Um, remember that you get everything in the previous tiers too, including sending in questions uh, so we can reboot that Q&A session um, and other things like that. Uh, the icing on the cake, discounts on merchandise uh, when we do get more in stock and when a few more patrons select this tier, um, and I mean quite a few more, we'll open up our own Discord server uh, just so you can chat, you know, directly with us and kind of, you know, share your love for the, the you know, film community and just the fandom in general. Um, it's nice to have an online space where you can kind of escape to, so we want to do that for you. Um, so I'm glad I can kind of cover some of that content for you on our Patreon um, like I said, any little bit helps, so please consider donating. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to keep that subscription active, you know, even if you just wanted to donate a little bit, you can always do it that way as well. So, um, thank you so much for listening to my little spiel about that. Uh, I'm glad that I could get that information across to you. I haven't taken a whole lot of time to do that recently. So, with that being said, we do have quite a few things in news to cover for you this week, so we're going to do that. In the past two weeks, the number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold. And the number of affected countries has tripled. There are now more than 118,000 cases in 114 countries and 4,291 people have lost their lives. Thousands more are fighting for their lives in hospitals. In the days and weeks ahead, we expect to see the number of cases, the number of deaths, and the number of affected countries climb even higher. WHO has been assessing this outbreak around the clock and we're deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. So just a few days ago, as you just heard, the World Health Organization Chief um, Director General uh, declared the coronavirus um, a global pandemic. This is serious, guys, and um, we've seen this impact far and wide already, uh, whether you're talking about public events, whether you're talking about global economy, um, whether you're talking about Hollywood. It is everywhere. And it's unavoidable, right? I mean, we have many people on Facebook and other social media platforms kind of downplaying the, signi the significance of this virus. Um, and I just want to start out by saying, get your information from, you know, healthcare providers, get your information from the CDC, go to places that actually have hard statistical data and evidence and, you know, the credibility to back up claims. Um, don't take it from someone, from your Uncle Joe on Facebook, for instance. Uh, so, you know, go get your information there, and I feel like that's going to be the best way to stay up to date on all of this. Um, but not that long ago, on the 4th, actually, uh, we learned that No Time to Die, um, the latest James Bond film, is going to be delayed until November. 
um, in response to the coronavirus. Um, it was initially uh, set for an April release. Uh, we had just seen the marketing kind of ramp up for this film, and before we know it, it's been pushed back to November, which is reportedly going to cost them a lot of money, a lot of money. So they're projecting anywhere from 30 to 50 million. That's a big hit for a film like this. Um, now, you know, if you're if you're wondering, well, the other films in this franchise, you know, uh, did very well in November, actually, you know, just worldwide. And that's true. So maybe this push, you know, is for the best, but uh, only time will tell with that. And then over the past few days, uh, this thing has just taken off. Um, so that was kind of the first um, real big event uh, for for the film industry um, that was kind of rocked by this coronavirus. Now, today, uh, after I just woke up, I saw that Paramount delays the release of A Quiet Place 2 indefinitely. Um, so we don't really know when this thing is going to come out, but also it was scheduled for April. So these films in April and just public places in general are kind of being taken with caution, right? So we have a lot of a lot of states, um, you know, and just local governments kind of enacting these policies where, you know, if you're at an event, um, you know, with 500 people, that's not going to be allowed anymore. You know, they're kind of capping how many people can be in one place at one time. And it's understandable, too, because this thing is obviously fast acting. It spreads rapidly. Um, so it makes sense for, you know, theaters with uh, 400 plus seats. Um, you know, in Hollywood, there are, you know, screens with way more than that. In Nebraska and here in Lincoln specifically, I think the biggest screen is our ultra screen down at the Lincoln Grand. Um, and that has close to 200 seats right around there. So it is a big deal. Um, and I want to kind of read John Krasinski's um, kind of public statement about this coronavirus just to let everyone know uh, what was happening with the film's release. To all our Quiet Place fans, one of the things I'm most proud of is that people have said our movie is one you have to see altogether. While due to the ever-changing circumstances of what's going on in the world around us, now is clearly not the right time to do that. As insanely excited as we are for all of you to see this movie... I'm going to wait to release the film till we can all see it together. So here's to our group movie date. See you soon. Um, it's important to note uh, that Krasinski has not said um, when this film will actually be released. So it goes back to the title of this um, Verge article that I'm reading, which just says that it's indefinitely. Um, there have been other films that have been rocked by this, too, that were supposed to be released, most notably Peter Rabbit 2, uh, The Runaway, um, which has been moved to August. Um, but unlike No Time to Die and unlike uh, Peter Rabbit 2, A Quiet Place does not have a definitive release date or even month. So we, we're not really sure what's going on with that. Um, on the heels of that, we had Vin Diesel's comments uh, in the past couple of days talking about Universal Pictures um, and just you know, kind of the vibe that he was getting from the cast and crew of Fast and Furious 9, um, which is set to be released on May 22nd. Um, but it will now open on April 2nd, 2021. He says, he's kind of suggested that, uh, that the crew was ready to shoot, um, you know, and move ahead. They've already shot the film for context, uh, but that they were ready to, you know, shoot any additional scenes, uh, any reshoots, and uh, finish post-production on the film um, to have it released on that 22nd of May. 
but now it's going to open April 2nd of 2021, so it's being moved by almost an entire year. Um, that is huge. So, obviously, um, Fast and Furious 10, which was reserved for that date, uh, will be also delayed. So this is kind of pushing back whole entire, um, you know, multi-billion dollar, multi-million, excuse me, dollar franchises that uh, are kind of, you know, crucial to this time of year when we don't really have, you know, these big films releasing. So, you know, as we as we move into the summer months, the blockbusters start flooding in, and every year they've been kind of, you know, coming sooner and sooner. But uh, this is affecting things that we're going to bring in a lot of box office revenue, get a lot of butts in the seats, and uh, obviously theaters are going to see the impact of this too, you know, with health concerns and everything like that. I've gotten emails from Marcus Theaters, I've gotten emails from the Alamo um, Draft House. I've gotten emails from almost everywhere that I've ever been to, um, you know, where I've watched a film. So this is a big deal, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Um, on top of that, you know... <laughs> filmmakers and um and studios everywhere are devastated uh by the cancellation of south by southwest this year um and there's a lot of controversy around how people are going to get refunds for that um you know there are going to be some people out a lot of money and it's better for you know public safety that we cancel these huge events where people are coming from all across the country, all across the world. Um, in the same vein, CinemaCon 2020 also this morning was just canceled. Um, and even though that's more of an insider thing, uh, you know, each spring they have this CinemaCon, which basically is just for exhibitors, distributors, and industry partners um, to meet in Las Vegas and celebrate the movie-going experience. You know, they have a lot of information about the slate of films being released that year. Um, and, you know, we have we have a whole lot of misinformation being spread uh, by the uh, U.S. government in terms of travel bans to Europe. Um, this is such a pandemic and such a crisis uh, that I'm not sure that we're prepared for. You know, I can't tell you the exact source where uh, I was reading this earlier, um, but in one of the articles that I was reading, uh, a couple of the economic experts suggest that just a 3.6% uh, reduction in consumer spending will be enough to send us into a recession here in the United States. And that just shows you how much we rely on people actually spending the money and investing in the uh, stock markets, um, which have been fluctuating pretty pretty rapidly over the course of the past few days. So no one really knows what's going on. I read somewhere that the Fed was getting ready to invest $1.6 trillion um, to try and you know curve some of the side effects that we're going to see on the economy from this virus. And the main point is, for for safety, uh, just for everyone to be safe. Um, half the reason why I'm also able to kind of do this video right now, um, or not this video, excuse me, this podcast, is that uh, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln just announced that they will be closing um, a week before spring break, so March 16th, I believe it's March 16th, um, let me just check on this, yeah, March 16th through the 20th, we're actually going to be closed um, and then spring break uh, is the following week, the 23rd through the 27th. So it's giving um, the professors and the university enough time to kind of figure out how to proceed with all of this and get things in order, because after that, we're moving all online. Um, so we were the last school in the Big Ten to actually 
you know, shift to remote classes. And we'll see how that pans out. It's my last semester, so it's kind of weird in the pa- in the last five weeks of my undergraduate career to kind of shift all online. Um, it's all happening very fast, is my point. So just take the precautions, wash your hands, uh, and just be diligent about keeping up with the information and not spreading misinformation. And the important thing, too, is to not not freak out either, right? Um, obviously, this is an issue, and this is going to be an issue for the next few weeks, if not months. Uh, no one really knows how long this is going to last um, and what the exact ramifications are going to be, but we have a pretty good idea. Um, you know, officials have been pretty clear with their projections on things and how things are looking. So just be diligent um, in making sure that you're keeping up with all of the information that you possibly can be. And beyond that, stay safe, uh, be diligent um, in washing your hands and just taking every precaution you can. If you have sim- symptoms, um, you know, talk to your local uh, health providers, um, kind of figure out. I know there's a lot of confusion about this right now, um, but don't go in um, to your, you know, your hospitals or your health centers. Call first, um, you know, ask about symptoms, explain your symptoms and what you're experiencing, and hopefully, you know, they'll be able to direct you to the right place. So this is obviously um, a pandemic. They, they're they not lying when they say it's a pandemic. Um, there's a lot of revenue that's going to be lost. There's already a lot of revenue that's been lost. And beyond that, um, I know that, for instance, before our legislators here go on recess in the coming week, um, they were trying to pass a bill through the House that would essentially um, grant paid sick leave to everyone that they possibly could to try and curb some of the economic ramifications that are going to come from this virus, uh, specifically job losses, um, you know, businesses closing their doors. This is going to particularly impact, um, you know, working class people and small businesses that don't have a lot of resources to kind of move around this stuff. Um, There have been calls for, um, you know, loan providers to cease interest rates, uh, that way, businesses can kind of take out loans to to maintain and be sustainable for however long they need to be. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that bill that I'm, I'm specifically talking about, I don't know the exact bill, but it passed through the House and it got shot down immediately by the GOP um, in the Senate. So there's a lot going on <laughs> and a lot of people are worried and they have every right to be worried. Um but like I said, uh, not to belay, um, not to kind of berate this and uh, to kind of beat it into everyone's head right now, but uh, just just stay aware and, and keep up to date with, you know, any new information, any new um, kind of, uh, any new preventative measures that can come out of this that we're going to have to take to kind of curb, curb this, uh, you know, coronavirus. So, with all that being said, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to beat that um, too much longer. I don't want to beat a dead horse because there's a very specific thing that I actually, you know, I was debating whether or not to do a podcast episode, and then I saw this specific news piece, and I I had to. It kind of pushed me to do it. So let's talk about that now, um, and we're going to talk about the Scream reboot. So the reboot of Scream has found its directors. Um, and it's two directors, the directors of Ready or Not, kind of like I had already announced. Uh, and I want to go into kind of 
what happened at the box office with Ready or Not. So, um, Ready or Not is kind of a hit uh, if you're looking at it from a revenue perspective. So let me pull up the the numbers here because it's staggering. Um, So yeah, last year, uh, I'll just read directly from THR's report here. Uh, Radio Silence is Ready or Not mixed horror and comedy to great effect with the biting, bloody movie proving to be a hit with critics and audiences grossing an impressive $57 million at the box office worldwide on a $6 million budget. So they kind of have the the Blumhouse ideology there where you make a movie, you make a really solid horror movie uh, with a great concept for next to nothing for a budget compared to, you know, most of the films that we get now in theaters. Um, and it grosses, you know, 10 times what it actually took to produce. Um, just astonishing. Um, and so they can do the same with Scream, and I want them to do the same with Scream. You know, um, you don't have, you don't, you don't have to make, uh, Scream be a huge box office, you know, theater spectacle in order for it to be successful. We can look at the, the Invisible Man, for instance, in the past week here, which, you know, uh, I think their production budget was 7 million, um, maybe more than that. Um, but right around 7 million, I believe. And look at what it did at the box office. Uh, it was a hit and people seem to really enjoy the invisible man. Um, the last number I saw from Rotten Tomatoes was, I believe 93. Let me check to see what Rotten Tomatoes is at now for the invisible man, because it might have changed a little bit. Um, but that just goes to show you that, um, you don't need a lot of money, uh, you know, in order for people to like your movie, uh, you don't, you don't have to, uh, it's not something that's, um, you know, necessary anymore, it seems, and I'm glad that people are starting to realize that, so right now, it's sitting at, uh, 91%, uh, with, um, a total of 318 reviews, and then the audience score out of, um, over 10,000 verified ratings is 88. Audience and critics love this film, they love it, uh, and it was really successful, and I would encourage anyone to go see it. Um, and uh, so with this Scream reboot, they can kind of aim for the same thing, and I think it's a good sign that they've picked up these directors because that lets me know that they're, A, you know, not only giving these directors a shot because of how successful Ready or Not was, um, so obviously there's some level of talent there, but it shows me that they're that they're willing to take risks and to make a really low-budget film and, you know, have the outcome possibly be positive for something that I'm apprehensive to still. Um, there's still a part of me that doesn't want them to move forward with this, and when reached out to Spyglass, um, they had no comment uh, for THR about any of this. Um, and I really want a more concrete idea of what they're doing. You know, what are they doing in terms of um, story? Is this a reboot? Is this a remake? Uh, what are you doing? Is this a continuation of the story that we've come to know? Um, these are all questions that need to be answered. But by getting those two directors and getting directors on board, I don't even know if there's a script, guys. I don't even know if they have a script. Uh, so this is a big deal if they're actually going forward with this, um, with these two directors in mind without a script involved. Um, so 
I don't know what they're planning to do, but this lets me know that it's probably going to be something more akin to a continuation or reboot, a soft reboot, where they're not going to kind of can the previous story, but they're going to bring in new actors and actresses to kind of play different roles and to kind of revive the franchise a little bit, because Lord knows that that MTV season three of Scream was not great, (laughs) and it probably needs to stay dead on MTV. The ratings weren't that successful. Uh, the third season was another disaster, more so than the first and second season, and um, it obviously was a nice little experiment that didn't work out. So let's bring Scream back to the to the big screen, but let's make sure that it has a level of quality. That way, we can point to it and say, look, not all remakes, not all reboots, whether it be for you know a horror franchise like Scream or a big blockbuster movie. Not all of them are bad, and it's not a negative thing to reboot these things. If you have the proper script, if you have the proper direction, if you have the proper talent involved, it can turn out really well. So there is hope, after all. And with that, I kind of want to just leave you, um, because I've talked about everything that I've wanted to talk about Um There's not too much in terms of other news breaking right now other than what's happening with the coronavirus, Um, but I just saw the screen reboot had an update, and I wanted to kind of get my opinion out on it. Um, I think it's a good thing. It's kind of strange that they're announcing a director before they've even announced, uh, you know, kind of what they're planning on doing, the creative vision for the project, if you will. Um, And real quick, I just want to touch on, too, um, how much I loved The Lodge and how much I loved The Invisible Man. Uh, Those are the only two movies that I've really seen in theaters this year. Um, And really, um, I I have seen other films, but those are the two experiences that I've, like, come to like the best. Uh, No surprise, they're horror movies. But The Lodge is really interesting. It has a visual style um, similar, very akin to what Ari Aster did with Hereditary and Midsummer, And The Invisible Man... Um, it's just Leigh Whannell basically flexing his filmmaking skills, you know. Um, for for those of you who saw Upgrade, um, Upgrade was written by Leigh Whannell, and it is fantastic. And it has the same kind of visual gags that you kind of see in Invisible Man with um, the camera motions and, you know, the really sharp camera movements that um, he's able to make and kind of execute. And it's his own little creative style. Um, and I'm really curious to know what he does in the future. I know that, um, you know, with Blumhouse, he has some potential, uh, to make more of the universal monster pictures. Um, you know, we just had Karen Kusama, who was just announced to do a reboot of Dracula. I'm really, really excited for all of these projects and all of the talent that they have on board. I think it's important that, you know, something like Dracula Uh, be handed to a woman filmmaker like Karen Kusama, who is marvelous in her talent. Um, Truly, like, I haven't seen Destroyer yet, but you can look at, you know, Jennifer's body, uh, which I know is controversial to like. Uh, I actually quite like it a lot. Linda, not so much. Fun story. Um, But, you know, Karen Kusama with Point Break, with Jennifer's body, with Destroyer, you know, um, she's really proven herself to be a really powerhouse filmmaker. And so coming on and doing a smaller Universal Monster project like Dracula is really curious to me, and it's kind of back to um, some horror roots there for her, and I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. 
Um, but I just want to recommend The Invisible Man and The Lodge for you because they're they're really both incredible films. Let me see what The Lodge is working with on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm not sure that people liked it nearly as much as I did. In fact, I don't believe so. So the audience score out of 310 verified ratings is 51%. The tomato meter is at 73 with 147 critic reviews. Um, so it's there's a little variation there, a little bit more than The Invisible Man, it seemed. Um, the Invisible Man had a little bit more widespread appeal across the board. But The Lodge is an acquired taste. If you like that kind of um, lingering, kind of slow burn um, horror film, that's going to be up your alley. Um, there are several references, low-key, to The Shining and other horror films in there. But I really like the retracing that the, that the, that the camera is able to do and that you know the director makes a point of doing. Um, there's a lot of going back and forth and down the same hallways and just retracing steps, and it really adds to that feeling of claustrophobia and isolation. Same with The Invisible Man. A lot of people didn't like um, the still camera shots on empty rooms. Uh, I quite liked that um, because it gave you the impression that uh, not just for you know flexing talent and flexing creative vision, um, but for the story, it was purposeful and it was impactful. So uh, I think that both of those films are two that you should most definitely go see. I don't think The Lodge is screening anymore, although it might be. However, I know The Invisible Man is still out in theaters. So, um, you know, if you're not too worried about it, you can maybe catch a movie. Um, one or two other people in there, you know, during an afternoon matinee or something of that nature. So with all that being said, be safe, be well. And we will see you on the next podcast episode. I'm hoping to have a guest for that one. So I'm not having to talk for um, a whole how long has this gone on for about 30 minutes now. So next time I might have a guest. I might not. But you know what? We're going to be here and we're going to do this together. So like I said, go support us on Patreon. Um, You know, share this with anyone who you might think like um, this type of podcast from a local creator uh, it really helps us out. Um, I can see, you know, where we're getting downloads from and like how well we're actually doing. And since we revamped this podcast, we've actually done much, much better. So I'm really impressed with all of that. Um, go like us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at the Borough Reviews on Facebook and Instagram, and we're at Borough Reviews, just Borough Reviews without the the on Twitter. So you can go to those platforms, um, and if you have Stardust, uh, I recommend doing that as well, just because I'll give quick reactions to films after I get done seeing it. I'm going to get better about doing that. So even if I don't get a full review out, you'll be able to see it there. Okay. With all those plugs in mind, um, please help us out, and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.